Welcome to another exciting podcast episode of The Decline and Fall of America. I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live from the Foggy Mountain Studios and the Great Misty Beyond. Today, we have a fascinating subject for discussion. We're going to be talking about prostitution on college campuses. Why? Because Georgetown University, a major university, just finished a report on that. And it came out in 2023, so this is brand new information. And what the report indicates is that prostitution, that is college students working as prostitutes while they're going to college, is now up to 7% of all college students on campus. Let me repeat that. This Georgetown University study indicates that up to 7% of all college students are currently working as prostitutes to pay for college. So let me read you the article, and then we'll discuss it afterwards and see what we think this means for the decline and fall of America. This is an article that recently appeared on uh, a website called 34th Street, and the headline of the article is, quote, a form of resistance, sex work on college campuses, unquote. So let's talk about it. Let's read it, and then we'll discuss it, and let's see what you think. Quote, college students entering college expecting the best four years of their lives, but many are on their own for the first time, decorating their dorm rooms with posters, registering for classes they're passionate about, choosing which frat party to go to on a Friday night. But this newfound independence can come with its own challenges. A college like the University of Pennsylvania costs upwards of $80,000 a year. At a time when work-study cannot pay the bills, some college students are turning to alternative strategies. Quote, sex work is not traditionally associated with higher education, but for between 2 and 7% of college students, it's the form of work that they are turning to. While each sex worker has a unique experience, most students who engage in sex work to achieve financial stability, according to a 2021 Iowa State University study, Amid days of attending classes, studying for exams, and sometimes working an additional day job, students involved in the sex industry find themselves with an extra list of responsibility. Macy is a graduate student at the University of Pennsylvania, has been a sex worker for the better part of the last decade. When asked how they chose the work name Macy, who uses both her, pro, her and she pronouns, She responded with a chuckle, quote, I met a hot girl named Macy at a queer dance party. Macy said, I like the name and I stole it. Macy began working in the sex industry during the junior year in college, and it all started on Tumblr. Quote, I was following someone who talked about camming, and I was really broke, Macy said, with no financial support from the family and underpaid work-study position. Macy began performing online sex work to pay for her tuition and rent. She was drawn to the sex industry because it allowed to make money on her own terms. Quote, sex workers engage in several forms of work that can be online or offline. Camming involves charging for clients for websites and social media platforms for live or recorded sexual performances. Sugaring, sex workers spend time and other sexual services providing to older, wealthier men in exchange for gifts and money. And over the years, Macy has delved into many different forms of areas of the sex industry, including all online. They entered the sex industry while camming, and a few years later, they briefly tried sugaring, but found that they didn't enjoy it. After talking with another Tumblr user who moved from sugaring to pro-doming, they also made the switch. Pro-doms take the part in domination, which can sometimes include topping, BDSM, or kink. 
main characteristics from the experience is just performance control over the client says Macy, I'm performing because the reality is my clients have more power in those situations because we are doing criminalized work. Quote, some of the risks involved, clients may not pay or are in a position to call the police on the workers or physically harm them without repercussion. If employers or colleagues discovered her second job, Macy could be fired. When interacting with clients, Macy has a number of strategies to help protect herself. It goes on from there. I'm going to skip that particular part of it. Um, and let me just skip down in the article because otherwise we'd be here all day reading it. And I just want to get the key, key points of that, uh, of the article. Skipping a few more parts of it, just arrowing down to save us a little bit of time. Okay, here we go. Quote, laws have a detrimental impact on the everyday lives of sex workers. Arrest and conviction records make it challenging for sex workers to find other kinds of work, access housing and other public benefits, to vote, qualify for financial aid, among other challenges. Further, sex workers disproportionately lack access to health care and are less likely to report violence due to criminalized behavior of their work according to the American Civil, Civil Liberties Union. And it goes on from there. I'm just skipping some more parts. It's a very long article. Let's see here. Quote, in a message to the campus community, one participant writes, there are sex workers on your campus. We are here. We're in your classroom. We're down at the bars. We're in the restaurants. We're your roommates, your coworkers, your friend. It's not that we don't want to tell you. We just don't know how we could or should we have to stay safe and stay hidden. But just because they're hidden doesn't mean they're not there. Sex workers are everywhere. And the reality is that most people probably know at least one, unquote. It goes on from there. Again, I'm skipping parts of the article. Okay, so you get the idea. I mean, that's the gist of it. It is a long article, but you get the idea of it. So the University of Georgetown finished this study, and it talks about anywhere from 2 to up to 7% of college students at campuses nationwide are prostituting to pay the bills. Now, my last recent podcast was about how college costs have increased 169% since 1980. Let's face it, the students and their families cannot afford these costs anymore. So they're either going to run debt or they're going to work two jobs, or in this particular case, well, they're going to turn to prostitution. Now, let's look at the numbers. If there's, let's say, look at a University of Wisconsin, just as an example. It's my local university here. They have, what, 40,000 people on campus, including undergraduate and graduate students. If 7% are actively engaged in prostitution, which is consistent with the study from Georgetown University, so what's 7% of 40,000? Well, I'll give it my best shot. Let's just put it this way. It's in the thousands. I mean, it's a, that's a lot of people. It's not just a few hundred people. That's the numbers are, you know, in the thousands. So you're not dealing with just a few people roaming around these campuses that are engaged in sex work, prostitution of one form or another. And what does that mean for them? Well, I mean, is that really why they went to college? Is that really, is, is how do the colleges feel about this? I mean, they've increased their prices. They've increased the salaries of administrators and professors to ridiculous sums. And the students can't afford it. So now what? Now what? Are 7% of the kids on college campuses are prostituting? Are we just going to let that get bigger and bigger? What, in three or four years, it's going to be 10%, then 15%, then 20%? At what point do people start to care? And, you know, it's not just the prostitute that's affected. It, it, yes, it's part their roommates are affected, but more than that, their boyfriends or girlfriends are affected. Their future spouses are affected. Their, whether or not they catch sexually transmitted diseases, STDs, which are currently at all-time record highs, that, that could have an effect on fertility and, their, and other people because they could spread the diseases. And 
And what does that do to their psyche? I mean, you know, listen, they're studying to become, I don't know, an agricultural worker, or they're studying to go into warehousing, or they're studying to supply chain or finance or education to become a teacher. And meanwhile, they're working as a prostitute. I mean, are you comfortable with that? Do you want your future teachers to be prostitutes when they're in college? Does that, is that a good thing? I mean, what is that really? I mean, and and then they're going to be teaching your kids. Do you want that? Is that okay with you? Is this, is this what we want people to get out of college? Or do we want them to graduate from college with so much debt, they'll never own a home, they'll never buy a car, they'll never have a normal life? You know, people, I mean, let's look at this realistically. At what point do these things become so unaffordable that people start to look at illegal activities as they're already doing to fund their college educations? Now, in other countries like Europe, college is free. You know, it's like, it's like your high school education. It's included. It's paid for by the taxpayer. So they're not doing this stuff, but we are. We're spending so much money on our military that we've bankrupted the country. And here we go, giving away money yet again. Our president roaming around the world, giving away billions of dollars to other countries, while our college students can't afford college here and are prostituting themselves to pay for it. Does that make any sense to you? You know, and what do both of our corrupt political parties do about this? I haven't heard one of them talk about prostitution on college campuses. I haven't heard one of them talk about the high cost of colleges. You know, I've, I've heard one, or, one of them say, well, maybe we should forgive a little bit of their debt after they graduate. But they didn't take the time to pass the law through Congress, so that's tied up in the courts. So what does this mean for you and me? And what does this mean for our communities and our college campuses And the next generation, and what does this mean for the decline and fall of America? What do you think? I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live from the Foggy Mountain Studios and the great misty beyond, wishing you a great day.